Good morning, everyone. You may be seated. So today, instead of the children's sermon, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I've been asked to briefly share the vision for children's ministry we have here at Incarnation, but I would love for you children to actually hear what the vision is too, so I'm asking you to stay in here. Um, Plus, I'm hoping the children can um, help me at the end with a little bit of an illustration, so kids be ready, okay? So to start, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Dana Standridge, and I'm the children's ministry coordinator here at Incarnation. I'm also a mom to four great kids, Um, Claire, 16, Ben, almost 15, Laurel, 13, Rowan, my little guy, coming in at eight years old. I think he's raising his hand over there. So I not only work for children's ministry, but I'm a mom in the trenches. Um, I also, it would just feel so good for me to confess to you all that I love that I'm speaking today. Anytime we read these passages about Moses and like being stuttering and fearful, because I'm like, okay, if God can speak through a trembling Moses, then he can speak through a trembling me. So bear with my nerves, okay? So what is the vision? Well, as I've thought and prayed over the past few weeks about this, one thing kept coming to mind that I want to share with you all, and it's this. Children are not too young, I love they're demonstrating right now, for the kingdom of God. So this may seem a little obvious, but I want to say it again, okay? Children are not too young for the kingdom of God. Scripture makes this, I just love it, abundantly clear. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself holds children up as examples for us grown-ups and says that we won't enter the kingdom of God unless we humble ourselves and become like children. The same Jesus that calls you into relationship and me into relationship is calling our children into relationship right now. He wants them to know him and to walk with him. And our vision for children's ministry stems from that truth right there. So how does it play out in our weekly operations as a church? Well, there are three basic things I want to ask everyone to keep in mind, whether you're in children's ministry or not, as you interact with the children. So first of all, we invite them into the kingdom. I love the story in which Jesus rebukes his disciples for trying to keep the children away from him. Because if you notice, while the disciples are telling the children to leave Jesus alone, he tells the disciples to leave the children alone. So I love how he defends them. And then he says, do not hinder them. Do not keep them away from me. He is inviting them, encouraging them to come and receive his blessing. And so we should do the same thing. So how do we do this? Well, it might mean if your knees permit for you to squat down and get an eye level with somebody a few feet shorter than you, right? Shake a child's hand at the passing of the peace. Get to know the names of the children who sit around you every Sunday. Ask them how they're doing. Let them know you want them to be here. Because believe me, you do. So... Many of you probably know, I usually sit right over there. I affectionately call this the peanut gallery, okay? So I am surrounded by my own children, by nieces and nephews, by other families with young children. Yes, it can get a bit bit rowdy, pretty much does every Sunday actually. But I cannot tell you how the kids over there bless me every Sunday in ways they don't even know. For example, the way some of them sing with all their hearts makes me want to cry almost every Sunday. And the beautiful thing is, they are not singing for me and for anyone around them. They are just lifting their voices up boldly to God without reservation. And I think that's kind of what God is talking about when he says we need to be like the children. Again, things can get crazy. I have had to grab paper airplanes before they are thrown at priests. (laughs) I also, like, 
whispering is not even a thing. I will have to hush all out conversations that are happening, but it is a price I'm willing to pay to worship in the peanut gallery. So not only do we want to invite the children, we want to include the children. So to illustrate this point, kids, I want you to look at the grown-ups. Grown-ups, I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, kids, please pay attention to their answers, and I promise I'm not gonna get too personal, grown-ups, okay? So, by a show of hands, adults, can you tell me if ever in your childhood you ever felt left out? Like maybe on the playground, yeah, and I did too, right, right? Okay, so um, it didn't feel good, did it? Right? And if you felt left out, did you wanna go back to wherever you were feeling left out? Of course not. And why would we think church would be any different? If we communicate to the children that church is just for grown-ups, they're not going to want to be here. So we need to include them. It's why we have the Action Bibles available, um, to make the Word of God easier to understand and less intimidating. Including the children might mean, might mean being extra gracious to that child that you can tell is super wiggly when we've hit that hour and 15 minute mark, right? You're also loving their parents, I assure you. So it also means kid-friendly snacks after church or including them in serving, having a child pass out worship bulletins or reading a passage of scripture, lighting candles or helping to lead a worship song. Um, it's hosting events they might enjoy like the Prince of Egypt movie night we just did last night. We want the children to know that they are important and they are included. So finally, we instruct the children. We teach the children about who God is as he's revealed in his word, and we instruct them in his ways and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. So one way we live this out is in supporting parents as they instruct their children at home throughout the week. We want to provide godly resources for parents and to encourage them in the calling of raising up young disciples. As I enter into what is my second year in this position, I'm personally committed to praying more specifically and regularly for the families. And please know I've already done this, so if you guys have any prayer requests, just tell me. Because I realize that while I instruct your kids briefly every Sunday, y'all are in the trenches 24-7. Um, and so I want to, to encourage and support you. That's what we want to do as a church. Of course, instruction also happens during children's church. That's what we're doing up there. It happens during the children's sermon. And it also happens during the worship service itself. Sometimes a simple explanation can go a long way in helping to keep a child engaged. I often think of a moment I shared with my daughter Laurel as a great example of this. So at the time, this was several years ago, Laurel, who's now 13, was about three or four, and we were saying the prayers of the people, which as we all know, that can be a little long, right? Um, and as you often, or as you may recall, we often pray for our presidents in that time, right? Or pray for our president. So we had just prayed for our president, and I feel like somebody tugging on my arm. And I look down, and it's Laurel, and she goes, so can I pray for George Washington? <laughs> and so I felt a little awkward. And so I was like, well, I mean, he was our president like 200 years ago, but he's, he's dead. Um, and Laura was so sweet. She was like, okay, okay. So then we kept on praying. And wouldn't you know it, a few prayers later, we pray for the souls of those who have died. So I feel a little tug on my arm and I lean down and Laura goes, so now can I pray for George Washington? <laughs> Of course, I said yes, but as I thought about it later, I just thought it kind of blew my mind that that day my preschooler talked to the Almighty God who lives outside of time about a president that lived 200 years ago. Like, what are the theological implications of such a thing? So I was able to instruct Laurel that day, and she got me thinking about some things too. So. Okay, so it's almost time to close and dismiss for Children's Church. So now I'm wondering if you kids can help me. I want to invite all the children up here since you're about to be dismissed. And middle schoolers, you are going today too. So middle schoolers, can y'all come on down? So everybody come on up. 
And once they're all up here, grown-ups don't weird them out now, but I do want you to take a good look at these kids. Okay, come on up. Okay. And I want you to see these kids. Sorry, it's going to take a minute. We got quite a few. <laughs> Come on down, everybody. All right. So look at these amazing young humans. And remember that these children are not too young for the kingdom of God. So let's invite them, let's include them, and let's instruct them. And remember that Jesus said, whoever receives a child in his name receives Jesus himself. So when we receive a child, we are inviting the almighty God into our midst. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for all the children of this church. I praise you that your kingdom is for the children. It's not just for the wise and the super spiritual and the grown-ups, Lord. That your kingdom is for all of us. Thank you that you love the children and help us to love them too. In Jesus' name, amen.